Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. We've had a couple of weeks off, so thank you to those who have been following the podcast for a while and are coming back after a bit of a break. But also, a special welcome to those who may be joining us for the very first time. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you stay tuned. Our episode for today contains a homily for Sunday, September 4th, 2022, and we'll begin with a reading from the 14th chapter of Luke's Gospel. Luke writes, Now large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and Jesus turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost? to see whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or, what king, going out to wage war against another king, will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with ten thousand to oppose the one who comes against him with twenty thousand. If he cannot, then, while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for the terms of peace. So therefore, none of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all your possessions. The Gospel of Christ May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hi there. Today I'd like to begin by telling a little bit of a story, or or at least making a little bit of an admission. My mom was one of five sisters. One of those sisters, my aunt, holds the dubious distinction of having had one of the last party lines in Toronto. The only reason she got rid of it was that Bell Telephone told her that if she didn't upgrade her service, they would simply disconnect it. As a boy, I remember going to her house. On occasion, I would pick up the telephone and hear another conversation that was already underway between two other people on the party line. We'd listen in on a conversation already underway and try to figure out what was going on before we got caught. We have that kind of experience today when we jump into our reading from Luke's Gospel, It's almost as though we are entering a conversation that was already underway before we entered the room. We're told that Jesus had accepted a dinner invitation at the home of a religious leader. During dinner, he began teaching that God seeks a relationship with each of us. Jesus framed God's desire for relationship in terms of a dinner invitation. He told a parable in which, Someone had thrown a huge dinner party, inviting all kinds of people. Many of those who were first invited declined the invitation, stating that they had other plans. The host, in the parable, then extended the invitation further and further, so that his table might be surrounded and his house full. This parable is a metaphor that describes God seeking out relationship with each of us. 
The parable not only describes God's desire for relationship, but also God's desire to provide nourishment for his guests. Furthermore, the host in this parable draws others into the invitation. Like the host in this parable, God doesn't stop when the usual suspects reject the invitation. God draws the invitation wider. The sense of inclusion extends beyond those who are invited. We see the host sending out those who work for him to bring others to his table. This is a metaphor for the mission that God gave the church. As members of the church, we have an active role to play in God's dinner party. To extend the metaphor that Jesus used, we must first consider whether or not we will accept God's invitation to host us at dinner. Not everyone accepted the invitation. Some had other plans, other priorities. If we decide to accept the invitation, then we become like those tasked with inviting others to join the meal. Jesus' telling of that parable sets the proverbial table for our gospel reading today. Understanding the parable that Jesus had told over dinner sets the backdrop for what we read today from Luke's gospel. This morning, we hear that Jesus telling his disciples that whoever does not hate parents, siblings, spouse, or children cannot be his disciple. Now, I realize it's pretty hard to reconcile these harsh words as having come from the same person who said, love your neighbor as yourself. But Jesus' comments weren't promoting a lifestyle of hatred. He was using hyperbole, exaggerating to prove a point about priorities. In Jesus' parable, there were those who accepted the host's invitation and those who refused it. And this shouldn't come as any surprise. Not everyone in his parable accepted the dinner invitation, and not everyone will make God's invitation into relationship a priority either. The idea of differing priorities was a reality in Jesus' day, and it is in our own day too. Scripture is quite clear that some will accept God's invitation while others will refuse it. Jesus followed up by inviting people to examine their own priorities around God. It's in this context of inviting people to consider their priorities, which Jesus tells his listeners that following him, being a disciple of Jesus Christ, comes at a cost. Jesus then gives us some examples in which a prudent person would examine the cost of becoming a follower of Jesus Christ. Jesus' point becomes very clear that being a disciple, a follower of Jesus, comes with a price. Until we learn to set aside our own priorities and preferences, we're not really becoming Jesus' followers. We're simply doing our own thing, even if we're putting a religious mask on it. When Jesus used the term disciple, he was referring to the kind of relationship that exists between a master craftsman and an apprentice. Now imagine for a moment an apprentice walked in on his first day and starts barking orders to a 30-year veteran of the trade. How long do you think that apprentice would last? 
If the apprenticeship is to work, the apprentice needs to be prepared to watch and learn while doing what he's told. This is close to the heart of what Jesus meant when he was talking about the cost of discipleship. The cost is not always monetary, although it might be at some times. The concept of discipleship that Jesus is promoting means learning to see and engage the world in the way that Jesus Christ would have. It means reevaluating our motives, our desires, and our actions so that they align with God's priorities and sense of justice. But what does that mean for you and I today? I began to wonder what we can learn from texts like this one. I think there are several questions about what we need to ask, both as individuals, but also collectively as a parish. What does it mean for us to become apprentices at the feet of Jesus? How have we responded to God's invitation to sit and eat at God's table? What are we doing to extend God's invitation to others? Jesus encouraged his listeners to examine their priorities. Particularly, he was asking them how committed they were to becoming his disciples or apprentices. These questions challenge us today just as much as they challenged those who heard them in the first century. Time and again, Scripture shows that God has a special interest in reaching out to those who are marginalized by society and sometimes by the church. Jesus' questions about discipleship and priorities invite us to examine whether we are attentive to God's leading, or do we prefer to do more of the talking? Are we truly interested in following God's direction, or are we more interested in our own preferences being enforced? How receptive are we to the idea that God may be calling us to do something new? Would we prefer to keep doing things the way that we've always done them for the past several years, or maybe even several decades? It's incumbent upon us to honestly examine how our traditions have served us and how they might be hindering us. One of my favorite quotes on this subject comes from former Archbishop of Canterbury, William Temple. He once said, The church is the only society that exists for the benefit of those who are not its members. Listen to that again. The church is the only society that exists for the benefit of those who are not its members. It's an excellent reminder that we, as members of a Christian faith community, do not exist simply to prop up our own numbers, our own budget, or even our own traditions. Put plainly, meeting the spiritual and physical needs of those who are not our members needs to become a priority if we are to remain faithful to the calling that Christ gave his church. When we focus on meeting the needs of others, we become outward focused, and this is the key to the growth of any organization, but particularly to the growth of God's church. This mandate is both our hope, but also our challenge, because becoming an outward-looking parish also means being open to change.
Now, what does this look like in practical terms? It means knowing our neighbors and friends well enough to know what their needs are. It may mean putting a sandwich in a hungry stomach. It may mean inviting a hurting person to church. We won't know specifics until we really get to know our neighbors and their needs. In our reading this morning, Jesus is calling us out to examine what our priorities are and what we are really doing. Let's dig deep and be honest about it. How concerned are we with the needs of those beyond our walls? How well do we know the needs of those in our broader community? If we are genuinely interested in growing healthy, vibrant faith communities, we must first focus our attention on the needs of individuals, both within our existing faith community, but also beyond. In the words of Archbishop Temple, we can't simply focus on the needs of those who are familiar to us. We also need to focus on the needs of those who are not currently our members. <laughs>